Hey guys and welcome. I'm Hazza. And I'm Muzike. And, and this, this is, is the, the Late, Late Night, Night Fix. Fix. Join us on a journey into the night. Anything is on the table and nothing is off limits. So take a seat and buckle up for action-packed episodes. Hot topics, juicy goss and special guests are coming your way. Don't go anywhere. Coming your way. Late Night Fix. Don't go anywhere. Coming your way. Late Night Fix. Don't go anywhere. Coming your way. Late Night Fix. This is your Late Night Fix. Hi guys, welcome to the Late Night Fix. We hope you enjoyed episode four then and now. Time for episode five. I'm your host, Hazza, joined by my co-host, Muzike. Muzike, welcome. Hey, Hazza. How are we tonight, bro? Going very well. Muzike. Yeah. We're joined by another special guest. A very special guest tonight, and I'd like to introduce you to Henry. Hey, man. How's it going? Hi, Henry. Good, thank you. How are you? Good, good. <laughs> so, Henry, um, you, you've had quite an interesting last few years. You quit your regular nine-to-five job. You took up another job that gave you freedom over your time. Did to, to you... And enjoy um, to do the things that you enjoy doing. Uh, tell us about that. Oh, yeah, that's right, Hazard. It's called uh, Uber driving. Uber driving. Everyone has heard of it. Yeah. So, so uh, what did you do before you were an Uber driver? I was uh, working all kinds of jobs, like as yeah. a forklift driver. Yeah. Uh, working at the airport, servicing planes. Okay. Did you enjoy uh, those jobs? Yeah, um, I've always enjoyed my jobs. Yeah. Okay. But you, you, one thing those jobs lacking is um, yeah the freedom. Freedom in um in a sense of controlling your time. Yep. So, so you made a decision to to quit your your regular job. You resigned from that position. Um. And how did you find out about Uber? Well, Uber came in early two thousand and fifteen. Um, yeah. At that time, it was already popular, and mm. they needed driver. Excellent. At the time, they needed it was skyrocketing in yeah. demand, yeah. and they were screaming for drivers. I naturally got into it uh, just to give it a go. Excellent. Didn't know if I didn't know if I would like it or not at the time, and um, yeah. I made it work ever since. And yeah. you Until, love it. Yeah. Now it's like six years later, and it's still working. Wow. Well, still working out. Yeah, still working cool. out. And tell me about your hours now that you're doing Uber. What sort of hours do you work a week? Ah, uh, the the hours is more like my my own terms. So mm. online, offline, whenever I feel like it. Yeah. Um, it's more like emotional type of cool. Um, timing, yeah, not based on someone else's time. Do you, Do you enjoy this job more than the other jobs you've had? Uh, I say equally, but um, yeah. the only unique thing about this job is I'm more in control. Beautiful, yeah. like hundred percent control of my time. And you're your own boss, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can just. Start whenever you want and finish whenever. Yeah. When I want. Yeah. Um, you, you, so you're your own boss. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. On Uber, it works by ABN. Okay. Like Australian business number. Yep. Sole trader, um, I think. Yeah, sole Same trader. Data. How have you found um, Uber to deal with? Are they are they nice? Do they care about your welfare? Do they um, check in on you to see how you're going? Yeah, yeah. We're always in touch once in a while. Yeah. Like. By email most of the time. Okay. And um, most times it's all about passenger issues, like sure. they lost an item. Sure. Do you, do, you, do you find Uber supportive of you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah? They, they do whatever they can, yeah. 
to help out and make sure that you're you're doing fine as a worker. Mm-hmm. They've got your interests at heart. That's good. And what about the passengers themselves? How are they? I bet you've got some stories about some passengers you've had over the years. Yeah, passengers are required to be um, well mm. behaved at all times. <laughs> like yeah. they they get yeah they get kicked out on Uber if they don't. Yeah, get their rating. Yeah. Yeah, there's a rating system both ways. Oh, so the drivers and the passengers are rated. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. So both ways. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's pretty cool. I know that you really enjoy traveling. You've probably traveled to more countries than anybody I know. Uh, how many countries have you been to in total? Oh, 98 countries. 98? Wow, well, that's, yeah, that's a, a lot, lot of, man. How many countries have you been to, Muzike? Um, I've only been to one, actually, Singapore. Well, two including Australia. Well, I was born here. You were born here, <laughs> yeah. I've been to a few, but certainly not, not to as many as 98. Um, but Uber's great in the sense that, you know, you've got that freedom, haven't you? You don't have to wait for four weeks of annual leave to pop up. You can just sort of decide whenever you want to travel. Yeah, it's way no easier. Yeah. Uh, another interesting thing is that you yeah. can pay yourself whenever you want to, to cash out. Ah, yes, that's right. Yeah. How, how does that work? So just your daily earnings, you can just press cash out and then you get paid. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so you can choose your own payday. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Or you can wait every week. Yeah. So do you... Do you think you could ever go back to a regular job after having worked at Uber for so long? Not yet anyway. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So far Uber has been paying good. That's great. Yeah. Um, we know that the other thing with Uber, you've got Uber, the taxi service or the rideshare service. You've also got some other services provided by Uber, Uber Eats, uh, food courier. If you... Um, were advising someone who was just starting out, what would you tell them to do, Uber Eats or Uber Rideshare? Oh, someone who's starting out, probably yeah. uh, Uber Eats. Uber Eats? Why, yeah. why is that? Oh, so that you can um, work for yourself for a bit okay, without dealing with anyone. Yeah. And then when you're more comfortable with your area, with the mapping, yep, with how the apps work, then you can jump on the uh, more interaction with the public. With the public, the, yeah. The, on the right share. Because I guess Uber has to train you a little bit about how to deal with passengers and deal with the public, how to be courteous, or do you just have to learn that yourself? Oh, yeah, that one is self-taught. Yeah. Self-taught, okay. <laughs> so your, your rating, uh, your your earnings, I guess, depend on your rating. Um, and uh, to get that rating, you've just kind of got to provide a good service, don't you, to your, to your passengers? Oh, no, it's not based on rating at oh, the moment. Okay. It's um, yep. one of those industries where there's a massive shortage at the moment. Oh, there is? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's nothing to do with the rating at the moment. Like, oh. As long as the rating doesn't fall below 4.7 for a driver at the moment, mm. it's sweet. You do quite well at Uber, I've heard. You, you've you uh, managed to earn quite a bit through Uber, probably more than you could earn with some of the other jobs you've had. Is that Would I be right in saying that? Yeah, you're looking at yeah. Two thousand or three thousand dollars Australian dollars a week, and but that's um, before tax and GST and all that. Yeah, that's already yeah. after um, paying Uber their cut. Okay. Yeah. And oh, that is much? what appears in your bank account every week. How much do Uber take? Uh, at the moment, they're taking twenty-two percent. How do you feel? And if you're a yeah. new driver, they'll be taking twenty-seven point five percent. Twenty-seven. Oh, do you think that's uh, right? 
just right or too much or not enough? Uh, Uber claims that's what they, they need to continue operation since they have a lot of um, staff in Is the it, office yeah, uh, and the app running. Do you think that's true? Yeah, I believe it's true. Okay. But it does seem a lot though, 27%. Yeah, they do have the most advanced technology yeah. in mm. the app and they're always exploring on um, – new technologies as well, like mm. driverless you, cars and... That sort of thing. Do, do you think you could earn more money as a conventional taxi driver? Oh, no, taxi drivers have a lot more expenses um, other than dodging taxes on the cash payments. <laughs> yeah, they're getting cash all the time. Um, yeah. On a quiet night, they kind of risk it because they, they have to wait somewhere yeah. physically. Yeah, fair enough. Um, they have a lot of expenses. Licensing fees, mm. uh, something that Uber doesn't have. Mm. Um, and how does the taxi industry feel about you? Have you ever had any experiences with taxis, uh, un- unsavory experiences or aggression or, or anything like that? Or have you had a good relationship with other taxi drivers, regular taxi drivers? Oh, no, that's a thing of the past now. Okay. Yeah. In the beginning, it was a bit rough, yeah. Mm. Uh, not me personally, but I have heard stories of how they try to run over some other Uber cars. Running well, off the road. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah. yeah, it was quite intense. I guess they may have felt that Uber was taking their work, I, I suppose. Yeah, it did. Yeah, Uber did take their work. Yeah. Like, well, literally. well, the thing is the taxi industry failed to adapt and change. So this is what they get. Mm. They didn't come out with an app and all that just like Uber. So, you know, Uber's leading the way in rideshare right now. Providing a service to the public or yeah. to, to the consumer, not the public, yeah, but well, to the consumer. consumer yeah, yeah. yeah, Whoever's got the app mm. on their phone. Yeah. Because I, I, I know that in Melbourne for some time Uber was outlawed. It was, um, it was not permitted to operate. Was that right? In Melbourne for some time? Oh, I'm not aware of that. I think yeah. it was in London. Oh, it was in overseas. London, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. In London, they... There was big protests, actually. Yeah, the taxi drivers are protesting that they Mm. didn't want Uber to operate and all that, saying that they're taking their business away. So, yeah. Mm. It is true, yeah. In Melbourne, they had the um, lawsuit against Uber. Um, Mm. Taxis had a lawsuit, a $500 million lawsuit against Uber. Were they successful? Don't know how that went, but presumably uh, unsuccessful. Mm-hmm. Um, Uber is still running in Melbourne at the moment. Well, yeah. I know that. Um, I think in the New South government, they have you know they've regulated Uber like rideshare industry now. Mm. They've all implemented rideshare, so point to point. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. So in a sense, perhaps you've taken work from taxis, but the threat now to people that work for Uber is from AI and driverless cars. Um, uh, can you talk to us a bit about that? How do you feel about um, driverless cars being an Uber driver? Mm-hmm. Yeah. W- w- what do you think's going to happen there? Well, driverless cars are supposed to take Uber drivers' job, like mm. in person, uh, replacing the human drivers. But mm. um, through the test, they realized that um, it's not going to work out. Uh, why would that be safety or some hiccups along the way? Or Yeah, ever since they have ran over a few people with the driverless cars, they mm. it feels like they kind of stopped talking about it at the moment. They stick on the human drivers at the moment. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I think they're going yeah. back to the drawing board and try and figure out 
how to fix those issues mm. um, because of they've got the scanning technology and all that yeah um in their driverless cars mm. and the camera just didn't detect some of the stuff in there so mm. so so if an uber car that was driverless was driving down the road and uh, there was an adjusted speed limit because of roadworks to 40 k's an hour or something could could the car for instance detect that yeah probably not yeah they have trouble doing that at the moment but they d- oh they do have trouble yeah okay they're not even able to um yeah i've seen a footage of running over a person walking across the road with a dog wow um and it didn't pick it up on the scanning yeah, yeah it didn't camera. pick it up on that so and what was the driver was there an operator or a a, a person in the yeah, car. Yeah, there was a driver in the car. Mm. But yeah, monitoring. His, yeah, yeah. And Checking then it just ran over the person. This was in in the states, actually. But, but could the dri- Could that driver have intervened, or not? The yeah, driver, but yeah. Could, but she happened to be on her phone at the time, watching her phone at the time. Wow. So, what was the outcome of that? Just out of interest, did you follow that case to the end? Do you know what happened? They put everything on hold. Was it her fault or the car's fault? The technology's fault? Yeah, I have no idea what happened to that, but it is on YouTube and okay. and it does feel like they're not uh, going ahead with the mm. driverless cars at the moment. How, how would you feel, though, if, say, the 27% of your earnings that go to Uber was invested in, in the AI technology, you know, in technology that could effect- effectively rob you of a job or a livelihood? How would you feel about that to put you on your toes? Oh, well, that is a price that we we're given to operate with like mm. it'd be nice if they can if they do give me like less um commission or something like that but mm. you know they still yeah. comfortable living at the moment because of the popularity of course the right share absolutely but you obviously um heard about elon musk how with his teslas how he wants to turn him into robo taxis or something where um you sign up your tesla car on on his platform and you send it out to go work for you and literally you're just at home sitting on the lounge watching tv and mm. it's just making you passive income that's pretty cool actually yeah it sounds like a good idea yeah. yeah do you have a doggy sitting at home bored in ride or a surrounding suburb if so then call matt at man's bestie on 0430 Search up Man's Bestie on Facebook or check them out at mansbestie.com.au. Treat your doggy today and get in touch with Man's Bestie now. First walk is free when you mention The Late Night Fix. Hey, um, we know you love travelling and you've just told us earlier you've been to 98 countries around the world. Amazing. Um, just beforehand, we, we had some spicy chicken for, for dinner and you spoke about how you travelled to Burma. Um, and you had some spicy food there in a restaurant. Can you tell our listeners about that experience? That was pretty cool. Yeah, so I went to this Korean restaurant in Yangon in yeah. Burma, and they had um, they serve these spicy ramen soup. Okay. And they ask you what kind of level of spice you want from level one to level seven. Mm. And at the time I chose level seven since nothing has ever yeah. spiced me out. Okay. So you're yeah. confident. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the only time I wanted to test out how spicy it can get. How, how did the waitress react when you said seven? 
<laughs> yeah, when I asked for level seven, the the waiter was kind of shocked. Like <laughs> he had to confirm with me if it's if that's uh, what I really want. Like, oh, do you really want the yeah, seven? Oh. He kind of warned me. No, that's not. You know, it's gonna be too spicy. Did you change your mind? No, I went ahead with it anyway. So you okay, thought you yeah. could handle it? So yeah, yeah. And why not? And so what happened? Oh, I I collapsed from that. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> From that meal, wow! Like straight after, I couldn't even finish it. Gee, how did you? Because I dabble in spice now and then. The spiciest food I've had it makes your tongue go numb and sort of makes your nose run and your eyes water. How how did you react to that level seven spice? Oh, I had to. I couldn't walk after that. Like I had to rest a bit. My tummy was burning and... Oof. So did you end up drinking a lot of water or milk? Yeah, I had to drink all kinds of water and, you know, like cool, <laughs> cold water I could get. It was hot weather as well in, in Burma at the time. Wow. That would have made things even worse. <laughs> would you do it again? <laughs> oh, I'll probably do level one next time. Level one next time. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. That, that yeah. would certainly have burnt. Do you have any other... Um, story. What, what other continents have you been to? You've been to South America. You've been to North. You've been to every continent in the world except for Antarctica. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. there's six continents in the world. And okay, been to five of them. Mm. Uh, the, the one I haven't been is Antarctica. And when yeah. are you going there? Oh, uh, no plans for that yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I'd be very jealous. If I wonder if they do tours there. Do they have anything like that oh. that you can go? I think P&O do a, a cruise close to Antarctica. I know Qantas used to do flyovers um, as well, which is which is pretty unique. But I don't know if you can – because Antarctica is sort of divided between several countries. Um, nobody yeah. really owns the place. Uh, and I, I think there are certain rules there about um, not inhabiting uh, that continent. They want to sort of preserve it the way it is. For research, I think – Possibly, yeah, research and and whatnot. So I'm I'm not sure if tourists are allowed even to to go there and just look around. But I'd have to get back to you on that. Um, what's your favourite country in the world, Henry? Um, I like all of them. You like all of them? You've been to yeah. Armenia, haven't you? Yeah, I've been to Armenia. How yeah. was that? It's good. A lot of um, massages in that city. <laughs> really? Well, and, and I assume yeah. you want a happy ending all the time. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I would I wouldn't have a clue. And you saw Mount Ataturk as well, which is where Noah's Ark is um, on. So Noah's Ark is said to have rested on the oh, summit. Ah, Noah's of- Ark, yeah. yeah. yeah did uh, you- Mount Ararat is called. Pardon yeah. me. not What did I say? Mount- I-, I can't remember what I said. Mount uh, Ararat, that's right. Yeah. 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 So you saw that? Yeah, it hovers did- above the clouds. Did you climb it? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> have you had any experiences overseas where you've been in danger? Yeah, quite a few. Muggings and attempted robberies. Wow. And robberies as well, armed robberies. But that was down South America, was it? Yeah, in Colombia. Well. But, but that was my fault. Like, I was asking people where the ATM was, and all of a sudden there were five people behind me. Wow. <laughs> How much? That's crazy. Yeah, gee. So I guess you just, I mean, five people, you would have just given them what they wanted. and Yeah, yeah. yeah I lost my phone from that robbery. Mm. And. Through the struggles, other people alerted the police and yeah. they couldn't go for my wallet because it was too much attention. Yeah. Caught at the time. 
Yeah, there's quite a lot of poverty in some of the countries you've been to as well. Um, it, it's unfortunate that people have to resort to crime to survive, and certainly that's not a problem that we have in Australia. Um, I guess people don't don't have to uh, resort to crime. Sometimes if they're in debt, I suppose, or they might have a drug addiction, they, they might um, turn to crime. But, uh, yeah, it's very sad. Uh, were you ever moved by some of the social circumstances that, Oh, not at all. It's not going to prevent me from traveling. Um, mm. It does, however, like uh, make me uh, want to hide my identity a bit. Don't okay. want to look more touristy next time. Like, don't don't look too much of a tourist mm. and try to blend in with the locals more. Okay. Yeah. Um, like, don't stand out. Don't stand out. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, you enjoyed going – there and oh, I highly recommend. Yeah, um, mm. they say it's the highest form of growth traveling from traveling, well, you learn all kinds of stuff. You see, yeah, things that you'll never see. Did you see any um sexy girls around the beaches and all that? Oh, definitely, <laughs> sexy girls are all over the world. <laughs> yeah, true. Did, did you all learn shapes and sizes? All <laughs> shapes and sizes. Did, did you learn much about yourself? Yeah, along uh, the way? arguably, yeah. yeah, yeah, you can say you find yourself by. Mm. By seeing the wall. Hey, um, you travelled to Israel yep. after having been to Iran and I, I know that when you entered Israel you had some issues there because of some of the stamps in your passport. What happened there? Oh, I didn't have a problem with the Lebanese stamp, but yeah. At that time they were at war. Oh, they were at war, okay. Yeah. Did it cause big problems for you at the airport? Uh, yeah, they asked um, a lot of questions. mm but they ask even more questions on your way out. On your way out from Israel? Yeah. It's harder to get out than to, really? to get in, surprisingly. Really? Why is that? Uh, I guess there was too many people in line when when yeah. you first try to get into the country. Mm. And they would just ask me a brief question about what was I doing in Lebanon. Mm. And maybe because of my appearance and where I come from, mm. holding Australian passport and all the other stamps I had. So they were um, really confused. I wasn't I wasn't much of a threat for them. Like, not, mm. didn't, didn't ring the alarm immediately. I understand. When I first come in. Okay. But on my way out, they put on a big show. Really? Wow. Yeah. How long did they keep you at the airport? Oh, they wanted to, like, see every item. They strip search me. Mm. Um, they put, you know, like, level six, which is highest, highest security level. Really? When they stick a barcode that starts with number six on your passport, it means wow. you go to the high security search. Jeez. I don't want to see every item you have. Did you catch your flight? Yeah, I made it to my flight on time. Okay. Yeah, fortunately. Yeah. And they know my flight times as well, so mm. they can, knew that. Can I ask you how you reacted in that situation? How did you feel and how did you react? Oh, I was quite calm at, the mo- at that time. Mm. I didn't take too much of it. I, I guess um, you felt within yourself that you'd done nothing wrong and that you had nothing to hide. So, um, yeah. Yeah. The officer was asking me what was I doing in Malaysia. Okay. I was like, everybody goes to Malaysia, but not to them. Mm. To them, it's like going to anything Islamic countries are like a terrorist threat. And after, after Israel, where did you go? I don't remember. After Israel, I probably went back to somewhere in Europe. In Europe, okay, and I imagine then that would have been straightforward. Um, I was kind of getting at if you had gone to another Middle Eastern country, that perhaps there would have been problems if they'd seen you'd been to Israel. 
Yeah, I think yeah. I went to Copenhagen from um oh, <laughs> a safe bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I came in via Romania. Okay. Yeah, so it wasn't too suspicious kind of routes for them than yeah. if I was to coming from other Islamic countries. Mm. It's a pretty cool thing to be able to travel. It's a privilege in a way to be able to see all these places and all the different cultures and all the history and all all sorts of things that you can see. Um, I bet, especially when you're in Europe, you saw many castles and museums and quite a bit of history, I'm betting. Oh, yeah. Europe is comfortable, yeah. Yeah. Any beginner travellers, I highly recommend Europe since it's safe, clean, yeah. mm-hmm. comfortable. Have you have you been to Amsterdam? Yeah, I've been to Amsterdam, yeah. You're very popular with music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are yeah, you getting? Those at? special cafes, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very popular. A lot of people on a bicycle. Yeah. Yeah, those space cakes, they really uh, make the trip worthwhile. I feel they're in Amsterdam. Yeah, um, Amsterdam is interesting. Even the red light district in yeah. Amsterdam, everybody walks around there with their kids. Really? Well. Is wind. this during the day or nighttime? Uh, day and night. Okay. Yeah. Uh, nighttime mm. is more visible. Yeah, yeah. Since you can see through the windows. Yeah. Did you go to Anne Frank's house in Amsterdam? No, I didn't. No. I That's didn't okay. know what it was at the time. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> okay. And so when, when you travel, what do you like the most? Do you like nature? Do you like history? Do you like uh, the food? Culture? The food, yeah? 100%. Yeah. The food? Okay. Mostly about the food and the scenery. And the scenery? Pretty much just going there to eat, walk around. <laughs> nothing yeah. nothing too uh, complicated. Favourite food? Yeah. What yeah. is your favourite food, sorry? Uh, all kinds of cuisines, like something that I can't get at home. Yeah. Um, it's more authentic over there. Yeah, like tasting their spices. Well, being from Sydney, we already experience all kinds of yep. multicultural food and going there again is just to affirm what you already tasted. Mm. But still different, yeah. Still different. It must have been quite frustrating being locked down during COVID and not being able to travel. You must be looking forward to when international borders are opening up again. Oh, yeah, these borders open up like next month. But um, mm. but I'm worried about, you know, travelling with the COVID rules in place. Oh, why would that be? It's not going to be as, as easy as what it used to be. Yeah, I understand. And um, are you... Able to travel? Do you have the required vaccination status to to travel? No, I haven't got my second shot yet. Does that stop you from travelling? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it, you it need does. to show um, full vaccination. Full, yeah, fully vaccinated. Because th- this is an interesting thing. The tennis star Novak Djokovic has been in the press lately because he's refused to declare his vaccination status. And Daniel Andrews, the premier down there in Victoria, has said because of that, not coming to Melbourne, not playing in the tournament. And ScoMo, our PM, has said, no, absolutely not. He can come into Australia and he can play wherever he, wherever he likes. Um, wow. Yeah, so there's a, I guess there's a jurisdictional problem there, but it seems as if he doesn't have to declare his vaccination status to come into the country from overseas. Um, but you're, I guess from what you've just said, you're unable to leave. Is that is that right? Yeah, unable to leave for me, yeah. Special case with um, someone who plays tennis professionally. I, I think, um, I mean, it's it's very political yeah. uh, in a sense. Um, you've got a premier there who's from a different political party yeah. uh, to the to the prime minister of Australia. So they're on they're on opposite ends of the political spectrum, um, and so it might be a bit of, I guess, a, a clash between them. Um, 
maybe a, a proxy war, if you like. <laughs> They're using Novak Djokovic as a pawn, in a sense, um, in a big power play. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, who knows? That's politics, isn't it? Uh, yeah, hopefully yeah. it will go away in the future, regardless of your vaccination status. Yeah. Has that affected your work, though? Because um, you've had one dose, and I'm guessing that working with Uber, you've got to collect passengers, you've got to go into restaurants and things like that. Um, do, do they ask you to prove that you've had two doses? Yeah, surprisingly, um, it's not required to have full vaccination at all on the Uber. Okay. On the right share as a driver. Mm. So they haven't got to that, saying that the drivers need to be vaccinated so yeah. you can continue being on the platform. Yeah. I got I got my first dose just to enter the 12 LGAs of concern at the time. Okay. And that was one-shot requirement. And since then, there have never been any other requirements regarding vaccination mm. and these days don't even have to be vaccinated at all although really? we in cro- oh. although we're in close proximity with the with the public mm. and in a car bringing strangers in the car and kind of close contact i guess they have to assess the risk i suppose and perhaps it's it's not a substantial risk i'm not sure but that might be the reason for that yeah we are required to wear a mask mm. um but other than that Mm. Yeah. But it's getting annoying, eh, to wear masks every day, like especially yeah, when you're doing yeah, Uber. Yeah, most people wish they don't have to, yeah, yeah. and breathe more freely. Um, you were initially sceptical about the COVID vaccine and you visited your GP to talk about it and he convinced you and so you then went ahead to get your first jab. Um, but how do you feel about getting a second jab? Oh, I'm not getting my second vaccination for... A few reasons. Mm. One, one is the, I still think it's um it's an unsafe practice to be to be um, vaccinating a perfectly healthy person with a with a relatively new type of medication or vaccine. Okay, you feel like uh, you're a lab rat in a sense that you know you're being experimented on. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, it still feels like an, an experiment. Mm. And secondly, um, more like a breach of personal freedom. Vaccination okay. should still be a choice, mm. and I want to be among the five percent who who ensure that um, it's still a choice by not getting my second shot. But mm. another issue is that um, you know if you don't get your second shot, you won't be able to go overseas, and I don't know how long that restriction is going to be in place mm. um, for people to travel overseas. Yeah, hoping that they will go away soon regarding vaccination. I don't know when, but. Mm. Uh, it's not a good time to travel anyway at the moment when they have to do PCR testing, yeah, COVID, okay. and then... Have you done um, COVID testing before? No, I have never done it. But um, PCR testing, I've heard about how they can be false positives. Mm. Um, I say your immune system already conquered the virus and the and the de- dead virus still stayed in your system for a few, a few weeks, a few months, and it will... Will turn out positive on the testing, although okay, although you already conquered the virus. Have you spoken to your GP about the second dose, or do you, do you think you will have a chat with them about this? Our GPs are, in my opinion, they're swayed from the government. They're easily swayed by what the government told them to do, and so you don't think they have much autonomy or control over their work or their practices. They're too heavily regulated. Yeah, they kind of encourage to like vaccinate as as many people as they can, mm. and there are GPs out there who 
who don't encourage vaccination at all, I've heard. But mm. my GP is um, encouraging vaccination. That's how I got my first shot. So he's all for it. Yeah, he's yeah. all for it. Yeah, he'll be all convincing for the second shot as well. Yeah. But he, you did have your second um, dose vaccination booked in. But did you cancel it or you just... Yeah, I just did a no-show to that. Oh, okay. It's not harming anyone. <laughs> do, you, do you trust your GP? Yeah, you know I trust, I trust yeah. my GP and all other aspects of um, health problems. Okay. When it comes to vaccination, is or COVID vaccination, that is, it's equally mm. new to all of us regarding of whether mm. you're a GP or not well, or whether you're in the health industry or not. Till like when you got your first vaccine, since then till now, like nothing's happened. Mm-hmm. You're fine, you know? Yeah. So, mm. I mean. That's correct, yeah. So even if I you am, get your second vaccination, you know. I'll be fine as well. Yeah, for Most sure. likely be fine as well. Yeah. But, but then that's when you can go traveling. I think. Like I if you want to yeah. go back, resume. Sorry, Henrik. Sorry, saying. man. Yeah, that is true. Like I'm most likely to be fine after the second vaccination, but mm. I am in it. Just to uh, prove that it is still a choice. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say you're doing this on principle, by the sounds of it. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Principle of taking a stance, um, mm. of making sure that it is still um, personal choice. Whether you, mm. the, it's like the more they push it on you, the more you don't want it. Do you, Do you think you're putting other people at risk of harm by not getting a jab? In my personal opinion, if other people are feeling that I'm a threat to them because I'm unvaccinated and mm then they should get fully vaccinated themselves. It's like they put their armor on. I understand. Like they, they got their armor on and mm. I don't need to have my armor on for them to have their armor on. I, 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 I know what you're saying. So yeah. the kind of logic is they're saying that I should have my armor on for them to have their armor on. Okay. <laughs> All right. There's a lot of armor there that we're discussing. Yes. Oh, you mean armor guard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Some people can't get vaccinated or the vaccination might not be effective in them because they have a compromised immune system or some kind of condition, something that stops them from getting a jab. Um, uh, do you, how, What do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, I'm there for those people. Some people mm. cannot get vaccinated at all for this reason. But, like they have their yeah. exemption. There's this form called contraindication certificate yeah. that your GPs can sign. But yeah. Society is not even looking at that at the moment. They're just oh. they're just pushing vaccine on everybody equally. They, they're forgetting people who are allergic to those reactions. Are, are they because they're unprotected though? And you could get a second jab. Are you putting them at risk of harm though? Do you think if if they feel like they're at harm, then they shouldn't be out in the public at all, or interacting with anybody. Oh, that's. That's tough. <laughs> it is tough. You're like, laying the law down. Oh, there. they should they should get their they should get their vaccine then. You know, like if they're really worried about it, they might not be able to though. It, it, going through what I've just said, but yeah, I I, I, no, I ended, I'm, yeah. I'm not I'm not getting my second shot for people who are worried about COVID. No, no way. Okay, no, I I, I know is, what you're saying. Yeah. I know what you're saying. That's fine. And you know what? You're you're certainly not the only skeptic out there. There are many people who think like this. So. It is getting less and less, yeah. Okay, so what we've really heard tonight is uh, it takes a lot of guts, doesn't it, Henry, to quit your job, quit the nine to five, take a risk, fall into a job that gives you freedom, you know. Um, a lot of people don't have that option because they have to support a family. Uh, would you recommend doing what you've done to, to people who've got responsibilities or dependents? 
yeah, last time I checked, in a normal job, you don't you don't take home more than um, let's say a thousand five hundred dollars a week anyway. Okay, let's say in a hundred thousand dollar job. Yeah. And a thousand, a hundred thousand dollars salary, you take home about one thousand four hundred dollars a week. Yeah. On Uber, you can take home two or three thousand dollars a week, and wow. you're working at your own time, your own hours. After tax. After tax, yeah. you, that's another thing. You're in full control of your tax. You pay tax as a sole trader, as like mm. a like a business owner, and with mm. that taxation rule, you minus expenses. Yep. But you've got to pay GST as well. NGST, yeah. but mm. you're in control of your expenses. Yeah, you claim your expenses. Yeah. Mm. Whereas being a worker, you get tax from that week. <laughs> you get some mm. of them back, like the end of the financial year. Mm. But you just notice you just lend your money to the government interest-free for the whole year. Mm. You get some of it back at the end of the year. Mm. Yeah. Whereas a business owner and a sole trader, yeah. you get tax on after expenses on what's left or the leftovers. Okay. Uh, you've been blessed in the sense that the jobs you've had, you've enjoyed. You've never had an awful boss or colleagues that have made life difficult for you on the job or anything like that. Um, some people do have those problems at work and maybe this is a great option then. If if you are in, in a toxic workplace, um, if you're not enjoying your job, if it's boring, mundane or um, causing you pain or discomfort, or, I suppose, um, this could be a good option. A few other options I've heard about are car next door, um, which is where you can rent your car out to people to use um, if you're not using it. And there's an app that's recently been released where people can rent their driveways as car um, car parking to people in Sydney. Yeah, I um, heard that. Yeah. yeah. Do you know much about that, Mosique? Yeah, well, I've actually heard it on the news just mm. recently that, um, you know, there are unused you know, car spaces and someone created this uh, app platform mm. and, um, you know, you can list your car space or, or, or whatever on there Yeah, and, you know, people can rent it out. All these little side hustles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've got, we got Uber Eats, we got, you know, yeah. and then Car Next Door. Car Next Door. Yeah. you yeah. got Go Get as well. Yeah. Go, go Get. Like, oh, what's Go Get? So it's a you, car share thing where yeah. – it's a council's approved it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've seen it on the streets. Some yep. some areas where there's like the the sign poles saying car share, mm-hmm. and and on on the actual road, mm-hmm. it's um printed saying like car share or go get. Okay. And yeah, so th- it's like an app, like just like Uber, you know. So you want to um you know hire a van or whatever or a car. Yeah. Um, you just jump on and mm. yeah. And it basically it's on a map and it locates wow. where you are and where the cars are. Airbnb is another good one as well. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. I've I've been in Airbnb. It's pretty cool, convenient. Yeah. Henry, have you tried Airbnb? Uh yeah. Someone else's account though, not my own personal uh, okay. account. <laughs> okay, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. used to of uh, being comfortable in a hotel where yeah. I know I'm not gonna get raided. Because <laughs> <True. laughs> if it does have a rating, it means that I have to clean at the end of the day, or at the end before my departure. Mm. Yeah, making yeah. sure everything is clean, making sure my my score will be a top score. Yeah, yeah. Uh, never have to worry about that in a hotel. In a so hotel, I, yeah. I, I stuck with the hotels. With so you travels. love hotels in my travels? Yeah, yeah because I don't want to have the idea. I don't like the idea of cleaning up. Have you um, used the bar fridge? 
the drinks and the chocolates in there. <laughs> in a hotel <laughs> with a mini bar, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> a lot of that, yeah. Uh, they are a lot more expensive, but. It um, is, yeah. Mm. But you know what you could do is, as a smart um, move is, you know, have the chocolates, drinks, whatever, and then go to Woolworths and, and buy replace the exact them. same and replace them. Ah, Ooh. good idea. <clears throat> You're smart. I actually Man. did that with a friend of mine uh, many years ago when we were down Melbourne. It's very cheeky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good idea. That is a good tip. I think you're giving everyone <laughs> sneaky ideas. <laughs> but the time you take to find the exact one in a supermarket is a… Uh, no, it's it's the exact same one. Yeah. yeah. If you can find it. Yeah. Like say Cadbury, Cadbury yeah. chocolate bar, like say I think it's 120 grams or something. You can exactly find that one, yeah. Mini yeah. fridges are such a ripoff. <laughs> it is, man. It's so expensive. <laughs> Double the price. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I, I note your point about uh, Airbnb. There was one guy that got in trouble recently because he was secretly filming his guests. <laughs> yeah, that's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think they're, they're getting onto that now. Yeah. <laughs> Any more tips and tricks, Musikai or Henry? Um, I don't know. Tips and tricks for what? Oh, you know, saving money, making money. Oh, making money. Mm. You probably know that, yeah. Get into crypto. <laughs> we're going to save that for next week because we're going to have you back for a panel uh, next week with some other guests of ours uh, to talk about crypto and some of the things that are that are making their mark in the crypto world. So it's basically a side hustle. Another side hustle in addition yeah. to Uber. Yeah, so many different ways to make money now in the 21st century to make ends meet or, um, you know, just to make some extra income on the side. Uh, it is expensive, as we noted in our last episode, to live in Sydney, especially right now. Um, costs of goods and services are, are rising and so somehow um, side hustles uh, allow us to afford these things. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you've got to come up with ideas, mm. um, you know, Try and make money on the side as well. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Henry, thank you once again for coming in to join us. Um, we'll have you on again sometime soon, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, thanks, man. Later. Thanks for coming on, on this episode. It's good to have you. Thanks for having me. Signing off. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Late Night Fix. I'm your host, Hazar, joined with my co-host, Mozzie K and Henry. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. See ya. See ya.